Scott, how are you, man? Tony Bruno, my main man. <laughs> man, it, is, it has been a month and a year since I've talked to you. How you doing, friend? Not as good as you, man. I'm not up there in the rarefied air of Denver, Colorado, where it snows one day and it's 80 the next, man. I miss that uh, stuff. We, we just did that. We've had two snowstorms snow during the lockup, and now it is 70, 70 degrees today, yeah. Beautiful. It's a beautiful, and I love that stuff, man, because people can go out. But our people aren't aren't going out there too, right? Everybody's everybody's cool in Denver right now. Uh, you know, I, hey, listen, Tony, I've learned. I try to worry about myself. Uh, I'm gonna try to get down to that 237 that I once that you just read about. That 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 was about 20 years ago. So I got to <laughs> find that number again in my vocabulary. No, it's, it's, it's been cool. I mean, everybody's doing what everybody's doing. Um, we're fortunate, you know, we've got a house, got a yard, you know, sit out in the front. i got a Bullflex machine in the, in the garage instead of pulling my car in. I, I, I will work out, so, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Do you have a view of the snow t- snow-capped Rockies from your place? You know, I have to find it. Uh, I can look and see it. Uh, it. It's only important when I list the house for sale so I can say Mountain View. <laughs> um, <laughs> Beautiful. Now, of course, I mentioned a bunch of teams you play for, but didn't you win a ring with them bad boys, if I'm not mistaken? Well, yes, I did. Uh, <laughs> we, we beat, and, and honestly, we're, we're glad we didn't have to play the Sixers that year because that was when Mahorn and Barkley were going crazy. Yep. Um, but, yeah, we won it. Uh, I was on the uh, 89-90 team. Was he on the- also on the team 90-91 where Michael Jordan started, started uh, everything and took care of the Pistons in four straight. Eastern Conference Finals. Are you digging the last dance? Did you ha- catch the first two episodes? Yeah, you know what? It, it's funny. I've had a, a number of people talk to me. In fact, the, the TV place I work for now that covers the Nuggets games, they say, hey, you, you played against Jordan for nine years. You know, maybe we ought to ask you about this. And I go, you think? <laughs> no, you're only in the media in Denver, Colorado. You're only involved with the local teams, with the Nuggets and and the Broncos. But why would I? Why would they think of me? Yeah, why why, why me? But no, you know what, Tony. The, the cool thing is for me, and you know that's kind of your era where you grew up too. And, and I understand getting the dirty out of basketball, and it it got ugly and nasty there for a while. But it was a physical brand. Um, it, it, it it kind of reaffirmed a couple of my my things that I I thought I knew back then. One, uh, you knew Michael was an unbelievable talent and a hell of a competitor. Um, He was the old Timex commercial when it came against the Pistons because the the one thing and why I always call him the greatest of all time, he took a licking. He, He got his ass whooped every night and he bounced back and he just competed harder. LeBron probably could still do that, but he's never had to do that. Hmm. And, and I know, you know, 6'8", 280, and he's a beautiful body, and LeBron's a, a Greek god and all that. He never he never had to come off the deck from a, a, a Lambeer or a Mahorn or a Rodman or a, you know, pick him. There's, every team had three or four dudes that were trying to lay him out. So you, you knew that. And you also knew Jerry Krause was, was a dummy. I mean, that, that reaffirmed that in the first few episodes, too. 
Everybody ripped Jerry Krause. You know, he's sweaty. He didn't look, yeah. You know, but yeah, the guy, he's a short, the, fat the, guy. The guy. The guy did a pretty good job. Oh, he though, did. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Well, listen, he brought some people around. Let's don't forget Rod Thorne was the guy that, that drafted Jordan. Right. Yep. Um, you know, listen, he brought Pippen and he brought Horse. He also got Pippen the Horse out of there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he brought a number of guys in there. He basically chased Michael Jordan out. Uh, once we at least once Phil we know Jackson of, too. He chased Bill Jackson. I mean, think about it. The, the, the interesting thing for me is they had won five in a row, and they had to convince the general manager to go for six. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or you know, they, they, they won five, three in a row. They're five out of seven years. Yeah. Yeah. And they had to convince the team that. Well, I, I'd like to see the next year video crew because you've now just won six in eight years, three in a row. Uh, to your eye, it's three years in a row, and you're going to break that team up too? <laughs> I mean, and I will say this for Jerry in that year, and, and, and Tony, you know this. Remember the Celtics just during that time let themselves get too old. And and Mikel kind of succumbed to the injuries, and Bird's foot started succumbing to the injuries, and, and you know, DJ was up there in the years, and and they kind of let that team stay together, you know, still hoping for that next year of magic, and it, it just never happened again. And then they were kind of behind the eight ball. Then the Lynn Bias stuff, you know, happened yep. uh, in there somewhere. And, and it, 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 I, I can see where Krause said, listen, we can't go the, the route of the Celtics and let our guys just all of a sudden hobble, uh, hobble into the AARP uh, arena, you know, and, and also we can't win because of that. So I get that, but – Dude, they're going to win it this year. Not to spoil it for anybody, they do win it this year uh, of the filming. Um, they, wait a minute. You're giving, now I don't have to watch for another four weeks? Spoiler alert. Exactly, yeah, spoiler man. Alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. They're going to win it at the end. So if you want to fast forward it, go ahead. I don't know if you'll pull anybody. But, no, I, listen, I like it. Uh, you know, I was, I was teammates with Dennis for a couple of years. I look forward to Sunday because – I think uh, Rodman, at least in number three, it looks like is going to be prevalent. Mm-hmm. I think you're also going to see um, what and I think ESPN the other day had, you know, who was Jordan's biggest rival? Was it the, No, it was the entire Eastern Conference. Exactly. It was the Celtics. It was the Knicks. It was the Sixers. It was the Pacers. It was the Pistons. It, it was the Eastern Conference. And they beat him up and toughened him up, and he got bigger, better, and stronger than everybody else over there, and and then won championships. And no slight to the West at all, but once he won the Eastern Conference Championship, he was going to win the whole thing. There was never a question during during that time. So, um, I, I, I you know I look forward to it because I I think I think the bad boys, the Pistons, were the main reason. Jordan became who Jordan became. Hmm. We're talking with Scott Hastings because the reason I got to know Scott is because when he retired in 93, that's when I was at ESPN, mm-hmm. at ESPN Radio. So his last year was with the Nuggets, and then he started doing broadcasting right away, and he would come on at ESPN with us, and that's how I got to know you. And that's, I always love talking to you, man. Arkansas. Hey, you and I helped start ESPN, too. Exactly right. We were on there with the fake leather jackets, pretending we were cool old, or younger guys, even when we were older. Now, we're getting right. people who are commenting, Scott, about, oh, that's, you know, typical older player from that era, uh, picking on the younger players. I mean, nope. Kendrick Perkins said the, the modern-day NBA. The guys had load management. How many load management games did you get off, Scott, or, or did Michael Jordan take well, off? 
Listen, I had coaches uh, give me load management, but it was it was talent load management. <laughs> They knew there was only a handful of talent days they could get. Listen, the, the, the NBA players are, are are phenomenal today. And I, I had a chance to do a, a little Zoom interview with Dan Issel the other day, who's in the Hall of Fame and was um, played in the ABA and won a championship with Hubie as a coach and Artis Gilmore from the Kentucky Colonels and then you know, all the years in, in Denver. And, and he's, I think he said it best. He said, the talent now are so they're so much more athletic than than that other era. The, the, even the Jordan era. Although you're going to tell me Jordan doesn't look pretty athletic, um, but but it, there was more of an emphasis of an um, intelligence and a knowledge of the game. And I, I mean that's why in Lambeer, and I know it was real physical, but. Lambeer's, you know, love him or hate him, is one of the smartest guys you'll ever see. Mm-hmm. Rick Mahorn was the same way. Um, th- there was guys that you wouldn't necessarily, Jeff Ruland, uh, that you wouldn't necessarily say are the smartest guys in the world or the, the best athletes, athletic guys. Chris Mullen, the boy, when they were smart, they had this basketball smarts. And, and he felt, and I do too, that it was probably, that was emphasized more so than even pure athleticism. Now, when you can combine somebody for Jordan, like Jordan, who was an athlete that can play in any era, and the intelligence on top of it, and then a competitive nature that is as good as there is, the great ones all have that, um, it, it's something to see. You know, I, and I, I'm sorry I'm long-winded here, but I, I had Joe Klein on, who was a roommate of mine in college, and he, he, he was on there a couple times during the first two episodes. Um, he played with Bird and McHale in Boston. He played with Scotty and, and Michael in in Chicago, and he and he played towards the end of his career with Kobe and Shaq. Mm. Wow! Think about that. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's a uh, that's that's a nice uh, a nice group to be around <laughs> to fit and, and in he with. He said about all those guys. He said all of them. He, well, he didn't want to say Scotty, but he, he said the competitiveness that they wouldn't lose a game of checkers to their mom's sister <laughs> and sitting in the nursing home. He, he, he said the competitiveness is what, what set them. And he even said, he said, Michael, practice, man, it was like a game. He said, you practice, and let's go back to famous Philadelphia's word, practice. Practice, man. He said, they practice. He said, it was a game. And he said, it was the same thing in Boston with Larry. And Kobe, that was Kobe's thing in L.A. He said, he said those guys fine-tuned everything in practice. They took it serious. So it's really a neat perspective. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily the mindset now. I think there's a competitive edge that has dropped off of too many guys. I think LeBron has it. Uh, I think there's a handful. I think Durant has it. I think Curry has it. Um I think Westbrook has it. I think Damian Lillard has it, but I, I just I just don't know if it's as prevalent as as it was back in the year we're watching with Michael. We're talking with the great Scott Hastings up there who does everything. I mean, you had the Broncos for a million years up there. You do the Nuggets, and so are you, obviously you're on your show there. You got to be talking a lot about NFL draft coming up tomorrow for the for the Nuggets who pick way down there. Fifteen, and, yeah, fifteen. Who are they picking? Well, listen, um, 
bad as hell. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, Another wide receiver? The, the, here's an interesting thing. We went back and looked at the 2012 draft, and I can't believe, I think it was Pittsburgh, doesn't have a first round this year either. Um, in a 2012 draft, they had no first round, and yet in that draft, they end up picking five of the, of the seven guys they drafted became starters, and all five end up winning Super Bowl 50. <laughs> um, that's a trap. Mm-hmm. And guess what? No one was talking about their second round. Derek Wolf getting selected, or the, you know, the fourth round. This guy, Julius. Or, I mean, the, the name all the guys that's on it. But so I, I'm always. The first round is all for show, but the teams are going to win some money. Or the teams are going to do some, you know. And no one pays attention. You guys know this. The ratings on the first night have blown up for the yeah. last handful of years. And then the next two nights, which are the meat and potatoes of the team, no one pays attention to. Well, they will uh, this year because there's, there's nothing, nothing else, else. on. <laughs> yeah, they, may, they, may, they have to because it's the only thing that's going on. So I don't know. There's rumors that they're going to take a wide receiver. The, the problem with that, unless uh, Judy drops down uh, lower or, or in an area where they can move up, they'd love to have him. Um if not, if you see him move up early, early, and, and, and the receivers, the one or two top guys are gone, then they're probably going to try to get into the uh, uh, left tackle mix. Mm. Um, but I don't know, man. Take it to the cause Here's my whole thing I've said for every single draft that has ever been. And we got this question, you know, what's your bench? What's his 40 time? What's his shuttle time? Uh, how? What's his vertical? What's his, you know, the first question should be, Every You'll... time there's a draft, can they play? Exactly. And, and if you... the answer is no, then take that big stack of papers and go throw it away. <laughs> yeah, and figure out how much they love to play football. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if it's, well, I, I mean, I mean, I don't know, but he's got a lot of speed. Okay, so you don't know if he can play. Boom, let's go to the next guy. <laughs> so that's why I like. Find me, they give me guys on, uh, that can play. Broncos haven't been in the playoffs since they won the Super Bowl, so it would be nice to see them play some meaningful games uh, this year in April. Exactly. Scott, i got to ask you about the league, the NBA. We're talking the NHL is talking about maybe in July. Is there any way the league cranks back up again and finishes this season and takes it into the summer because then they can start the next season on Christmas Day instead of October and November when no one's paying attention? Well, and I'm glad you said that. So I've been preaching that for a while. I think this is a great opportunity for the NBA to start thinking out of the box. Um, I, I, I think the NFL could take out of the box a little bit also. Uh, the NBA doesn't need to start until Christmas. And then and if they go until July 4th, who cares? Baseball doesn't. You don't really start paying attention to baseball until after the 4th of July, right around the All-Star break. Then you, then you pay attention to baseball, so you, you've got out of that. Football, why the hell are we playing football games in August? Why can't we start on October 1st? And, and oh, my gosh, you... They might have to play on a cold day in December, January. That's the best football we've ever. We we watch those games every time it's on. Yeah, I was pissed off last season. There weren't any snow games. I was like, I'm waiting for a damn. There was a couple of like flurries. Even in Buffalo, there was no snow. It's an outrage. We had a a game, uh, uh, and it might have been Drew Locke's second game starting. He got to go into Kansas City in a snowstorm, and you didn't. I'm telling you what, you didn't take your eyes off the TV. Because it bothered Denver. Guess who it didn't bother? Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. He didn't mind us, though. He was running all over. So I think there's a chance for the league to really think out of the box. It's going to be interesting 
Uh, I, I think the best commissioner in all sports is with the NBA right now. But he's, he's going to be in a position where he can't make everybody happy. And I think he's a guy that likes to have uh, kumbaya around him more than not. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I know there's going to be guys that, you know, okay, they're out of the playoffs right now. We're going to start where the final standings were, and that's going to piss off 9, 10, and 11 teams. Um, but that might be the best way to do it. And then you just start the playoffs when you start it all up. But then you're going to have some stars that are going to be upset. I, I, don't, I don't know what they would do. Uh, that would be the easiest way to do it. Uh, that way you've only got 16 teams to worry about, maybe two locations, maybe eight locations, however you want to do it. I don't know. Um, and then there we go. And then we'll see. I just want to see if they do the games and the referee's going to wear a mask because they've been robbing and stealing the NBA for 20, 30, 40, 50 years anyway. <laughs> They're going to wear full face masks with just the eyes and the nose cut open so they can breathe so no one can see who they are. So then everybody will say, well, that guy, you know, he usually calls fouls against the Denver Nuggets right. every time. Yeah. He doesn't like the 76ers, so he's going to ring those guys up. And he doesn't like Joel Embiid, so he's not going to get any flop calls. Well, why not? You know what? Guess what? If you don't know who the cat is, let him rep. I'm okay. And here's the second my bone of contention that I've always had a rep. Why, why a referee need a stat sheet at halftime? That's a good question. What's the purpose of a referee getting stat sheets at halftime? <laughs> He wants to see who he, if he can bet the over and under. He yeah. wants to see if he's yeah. got some good overplays and some total numbers at halftime, just like everybody else. Yeah, well, well, this guy's only got one foul. I, I could, I'm going to call five on him in the second half. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, right. Or, or hey, hey uh, Kobe or LeBron, hey, they got four fouls. We've got to lay off. Come on now. The great Scott Hastings. You can hear him every day up there. On Al- uh, my favorite name for a radio station, Altitude Radio. Yeah. I mean, is that could there be anything more perfect than calling your station altitude when you're in uh, Denver, Colorado? Only calling our our show, the Masters of the Midday. The Masters uh, of the Midday, with your two partners there. It's called uh, Harris Hastings and Dover. Yep. And you have fun doing it. I hope on ninety two five FM. Oh, we have fun. You know what? We're fortunate. With the the Colorado Broadcasters Association just gave us the best midday show in. Colorado, so we're pretty excited. What is what is the second most discussed sport in Denver a- after the Broncos? Like uh, the Broncos, you know what? This year, you know, and really the last couple because the Broncos have struggled. They're always a topic. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no no doubt about that. And, and the draft obviously is dominating. But you had two teams in, in the Nuggets and the Avalanche that last season had gone. Both to the second round, both seven, seventh game of the second round of the playoffs. Yeah, the Nuggets are good. Uh, the Avalanche, I think, are, were legitimate contenders to win the Stanley Cup this year. Yeah, he's talking hockey here, right? not about the Nuggets. He's talking I about know. the Colorado Avalanche. Well, I think the Avalanche, are, I think they got a chance to win the whole thing or had a mm. chance. And then, and listen, the Nuggets, Nuggets are, are, are a break or two or a piece away from being really good and. You know, and I know Joel Embiid is, is awesome back there. It's funny he busts every single big guy in the league, and all he ever says about Joker, the, Nikola Jokic, is glowing things. Mm-hmm. They, they, I think they both understand they've got game, and and they've got a mutual respect between each other, which I think is really kind of cool because he kills towns. You, you guys hear all the noise. Oh yeah, he kills towns and, and everybody else. 
Would you ever hear him say anything negative about Nikola Jokic? Nope. Nope. You know? <laughs> and and those are the two best centers in basketball right there, Embiid and, and Joker. Great stuff, man. That's why I love talking to this guy. You can talk about everything up there except the illegal, uh, well, now legal it's marijuana legal. sales up there. Well, that's legal. That's yeah. legal. Yeah. We won't talk about how crime has gone up or anything no, like no, that. No, no, don't talk about that. Come on, <laughs> man. You know that there's nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. Yeah, it has nothing to do with it. No. <laughs> no. More vacancies or anything. That's nothing to do with it. Although, I know uh, Lays is very excited because uh, cheese puffs and Tito's have really gone. Oh, of course. <laughs> Frito Lay, baby. Hey, Scott, great to catch up, man. Thanks for coming on. Love, love the talk. Love you. Love you too, man. There he Thanks. is, the great Scott Hastings, breaking it down.